Hope everybody's enjoying their matzah. <laughs> matzah with peanut butter. <laughs> matzah with cream cheese. Matzah with chocolate. Matzo with matzo. Matzo with peanut butter and jelly. Bubba gum, bubba gum matzo. Matzo with tuna fish. Matzo with chicken salad. Fried matzo. Fried matzo. Can't go wrong with that one. Chocolate. I heard that noise. Thank you, Lincoln. So it is the time of deliverance. It's the time of recognizing that once we were slaves, but now we are free. And what happened when God's people came out of Egypt, God injected freedom in the DNA of his people. He injected freedom. He injected the reality that God's people are free. He injected the reality that God's kids are not meant to be slaves into the veins of his body. And that reality gets celebrated year after year at this time and has been since the children of Israel were taken out of Egypt. And year after year at this time, the reality that God's kids are not slaves, but are free, wells up within them. And they start shouting, we are free. We are free. We are free. We were once slaves in Egypt, but now we are free. And that gets resounded year after year after year after year after year that God's kids are meant to be free and not meant to be slaves. And that's why when something happens like a few hundred years later when Babylon came in and booted Israel out, brought them into captivity and, 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 and hoarded over them and, 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 and corrupted them and treated them harshly and destroyed the temple and all its, all its holy things. The prophets who warred in, in spirit went on their faces because they knew something was wrong in spirit because this should not happen in spirit. The people of God are free. So they're like, something is amiss. My antennas must be off or something. Because spiritually we are free. So the prophets get on their faces while the people are revolting and saying, no, 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 no. We got to break out of this thing. We got to break out of this thing. Because even amongst the populace, there is this thing in their veins that was injected when they came out of Egypt. That the children of God are free. And then the Babylon thing comes to an end. And they rejoice. And then the Greeks come in and puts them under, under oppression again. And the prophets go on their faces. And the populace are no. We need a Messiah. We need to be set free. We need to be set free. And ultimately it comes from the same place 
That the children of God are not meant to be slaved, to, to enslaved. The children of God are not meant to be oppressed. The children of God are not meant to be meant to be held under an oppressive reg regime. So the prophets go on the face, and the populace are seeking a Messiah to save them, to kick the Greeks out. And then the story of Hanukkah happens, and the Greeks are kicked out. And Israel is once again a nation. But then comes the Romans again. And the people of God are revolting against the Romans. And they're rallying against the Romans. These soldiers shouldn't be here. They're walking on our turf. They're walking on holy ground. This land is our history. This land is our home. And they have no right to be around. We need a Messiah. We need a Messiah. But the prophets are on their face because in the DNA of the body of Messiah is freedom. <laughs> that the children of God are not meant to be oppressed. The children of God are not meant to be slaves. The children of God are not meant to be crushed down by a system. That's why Yeshua said, be in the world, but not of the world. That's why Yeshua said, in this world you will have tribulation, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. The reality that God's kids are not meant to be slaves is even embedded in the Torah. Leviticus something this or that. 25, I think. Hallelujah. Says that if your brothers, if one of your countrymen become poor and just, and just can't take care of themselves anymore, don't enslave them because they're my people and I brought them out of Egypt. They can work for you. They can earn their keep through working for you. But even with that, after seven years, you got to let them go. That's right. Because my people are free. People of the nations, however, you can take as slaves. You can do what you want with them. You can treat them as property. You can hand them out to your kids. But not the people of Israel. That's what it says. If you don't like it, read it. But you better read it in the spirit, not in the natural. Right. Because the letter kills. Hallelujah. And the spirit gives life. Because the reality of it is, without God, we are slaves to sin. Hallelujah. And with God, He frees us from slavery to sin. That's spiritual reality. So then God has to put that reality into His Torah. So it winds up manifesting in this natural way where it's like, okay, the people of God never will be slaves. You can take slaves from the nations. Why? They don't know me. They're slaves to their sins. You must hear this in spirit. You must read it in spirit. Paul says the Torah is spirit. Do you understand? It is a spiritual thing. The people of God are free. People that don't yet know God are enslaved to their sins. Do you understand? Yes. That's what it means. Hallelujah. That's what it means. Yes. But the freedom is within the DNA of the people of God. That's why slavery is like, what? It should not be, it cannot be. In comes Messiah. The paradigm shifter. Yep. 
He's pretty good at that. Come on now. He's pretty good at shifting paradigms. He's pretty good at taking our belief system and turning it on its head. Because he comes to a people who are seeking to be set free from Rome and seeking a Messiah. And every other messianic candidate of the time was of the, the type like the one from Hanukkah, like Judah Maccabee, who just kicked out the enemy and set them free through battle. And they're seeking that Messiah. And they're seeking somebody who's going to kick Rome out of their land. That's what they're seeking. In comes Messiah, the real Messiah, who goes to a people who have freedom in their DNA and says, if you are my disciples, then you will be set free. And only then will you be set free. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. And they say, what the heck are you talking about? Do you know who you're talking to? Yeshua. We are sons of Abraham. We did that slavery thing already in Egypt. And we were set free. Haven't you read? Hallelujah. That we are free people, Yeshua. What are you saying that we need to be set free, who the Son sets free is free? You're talking to a people who are already free. What are you saying? And he said, you are slaves. You are slaves to sin. Changes the paradigm. Speaks to a free people and says, you are slaves to sin. But the slave will stay temporarily, but the sun stays forever. A reference to Torah and the year of Jubilee. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. But the children of Israel didn't like that message. They much prefer the other messianic candidates who rallied them in the streets. We're gonna kick them out. We are not gonna be held down. We are not going to be held down by a system. We're not going to be held down by an oppressive government. We have seen too many of our people on those crosses. We're going to kick them out. And the populace is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Yeshua's like, you're slaves to sin. Never mind you. We like these other messianic candidates better. Barabbas. So much so that when it came down to the end and Pilate was up there, and he said, as it's being told this weekend in passion plays all over the world, in very realistic English accents, <laughs> who do you want? Do you want this Jesus or this Barabbas? And then all the people playing the, uh, the, the mobs in Israel, Give us Barabbas! <laughs> we want Barabbas! We want Barabbas! <laughs> oh, with their fake beards and their plays, Give us Barabbas! Give us Barabbas! Give us Barabbas! I'm making myself laugh here. I'm just going to keep doing that. 
quarter. Max. I can't do this thing week after week. I ain't got nothing to say. So God told me, I felt, I'm always speaking to you because I'm always working on you. So you're always hearing me say something about you, about how you need to be more like me. This is God talking to me now. So what God talks, so he said, when you hear me talking to you about you, just say it. Yeah. Just, just speak it out how I am speaking to you about you. Right. Just talk that way. Maybe it'll bless somebody, maybe not. Who the heck cares? <laughs> it'll definitely bless me because that's something that I need to hear. So I'm going to share just from my heart about how I deal with things that I'm hearing on the news about um, Jewish people in the Ukraine now being told to register. <laughs> and things like that. So I ask for mercy in what I'm about to share, I'm only sharing from my heart, from my own personal experience, and just what God is working with me on. Okay? Um, this is my perspective. You can tell me I'm full of crap. Go pound sand. Say whatever you want. It's my own, my own upbringing, my own, my own, my own way of viewing things, and this is where I'm coming from. And God is working with me on this thing, so I'm just going to share what He's working with me on. All right, so I hear all these things in the news about uh, Jewish people, my people, people, you know, my people um, being uh, told to register in the Ukraine. Uh, very similar, it sounds very Nazi-ish. Um, you know, week prior, there was a guy, you know, this uh, Yeshua in the making, goes, you know, into this Jewish community center in Kansas City, blows a couple people away, you know. And then outrage, you know, comes from my family, um, uh, Messianic rabbis, tradi traditional rabbis, Facebook gets lit, lit up. You can see I use Facebook a lot. And um, so then I got to share a little bit of my upbringing and uh, where I stand with things like this. And when it comes to the system and when it comes to the question that Adonai asked me, do you want Barabbas or do you want Yeshua? Okay, so this is um, where I come from. I grew up in a post-Holocaust Jewish household. Um, I personally was not directly affected by the Holocaust, nor were my parents, but I do remember some of my extended family coming into my house, showing me their uh, tattoos from their arm. I most ex uh, specifically uh, remember my Uncle Ben Fishman, who used to show me his tattoo a lot. And uh, Ben got out of the camps when he was a child. His family was guest. Um, so I grew up not, I wasn't directly affected by it. I wasn't in the camp. I affected once removed, or maybe even twice removed, okay? I do not have the post-trauma that rightly came from people that are in the camp. And when you see that, you just love and you bless and you hug and you encourage, you know? But I grew up in a household that grew up in a household where that was really real. So what I got a lot growing up was don't trust non-Jews. They hate us. I grew up with it a lot. In fact, I still get it from my mother. Brian, <laughs> did you get the promotion that you were going for? And I'm goofing, but the conversation yeah. is literal. It really happened. 
So where's my mother's voice? Brian! Did you get the promotion? No, Ma, I didn't get the promotion. Which, is your boss Jewish? <laughs> no, Ma, he's not Jewish. Anti-Semite. Yeah. He's an anti-Semite. Ma, he's not an anti-Semite. He's just an Italian guy. But he's not an anti-Semite. In fact, he divorced the Jewish woman pretty recently. Which means he was married to her. Trust me, he's an anti-Semite. Trust me. Ma, he's not an anti-Semite. Brian. That's when she starts to extend her, 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 her syllable. Brian. Trust me. I grew up with it. Trust me. He's anti-Semitic. Why else would you not get the job? Alright, Mom, whatever you say. It's real. I, I'm goofing, but the conversation seriously happened not very long ago, pretty much verbatim. My best friend is named Dave, still lives in New Jersey, college buddy, still my, my best bud. I can quote him right now. You see the two types of people in the world, you're Jewish or you hate Jews. <laughs> so this is the environment I grew up in. This is the environment that I still have to inter intersect when I go back and visit them in New Jersey and speak to them on the phone and whatever it is. In comes Yeshua into my life and asks the question, or says, you are free, your people are free, but you are not free. You're slaves to sin. You're a slave to sin. So. I just want to share that for me, when it comes to the reality of hatred in the world, what I need to do to have Yeshua and not Barabbas living within me, I need to do what Rabbi Peter did when he was walking down the street with his kippah and his tzitzit, and a guy went, Sig Heil! And he just hugged him and gave him a kiss and said, you are a son of God. This is what I need to do to be free. And I have a feeling that if Rabbi Peter, instead of hugging that vessel, the enemy wouldn't have been confounded. I believe the enemy, the principality in power, the enemy, is confounded through the love. Undeserved love over one who hates you. I believe that if Rabbi Peter at that moment went, anti-Semite, 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 call the newspapers, call the newspapers. Let's use them as an example. Because we need to, to let the world know that anti-Semitism is real. So sorry guy, you're gonna be the example. You're gonna be the scapegoat. If he did that, I don't think the enemy would have been confounded. In fact, I think the enemy would have been fueled. But I believe he's confounded through the love. That's right. So for me, for me, in the face of anti-Semitism, for me, 
and at me. I must respond with love to be set free because the system is evil. The system is evil. The system is evil. Every system is evil. Hallelujah! Democracy is evil. Socialism is evil. It's all evil because it does not have God in the middle of it. That's right. That's right. church was a great quote. Said, "What do you say?" It said, "The inherent vice of democracy is the unequal sharing of blessings." Wow. Yeah. The inherent vice of socialism is the equal sharing of misery. Yeah. It's a good quote. It is. But it's all broken. It's so all society is broken. All governmental systems are broken. Yes. Yeah. They are. The Torah without God is broken. The Torah without God is broken. So everybody that wants the Constitution replaced with Torah, you better be careful. That's right. Because the Torah without God is broken. Is broken. Okay? God is the is the is the is the secret sauce to the Torah. Faith is the ingredient in the Torah that makes that system work. There's a commandment that for six years you uh, you sow, but the sixth year you'd stop. You let the land rest for the sixth year, the seventh year, you don't sow anything, and even the eighth year, you don't sow any new seed. How is this possible? How can any founding father of a nation put a law into the Constitution like that? Because that is a death sentence for the people to say you can't plant food for three years. If you want to keep that law, it's a death sentence. Unless God is in it. The law without God will only kill the people. The fact that God wrote that, and God said, I will provide enough blessing in the sixth year to last three years, is a promise of God. So that commandment only makes sense with God. Without God, it's just a broken system. Okay? Even the Torah, without God, is a broken system. So democracy is a broken system. It's all a broken system. And Yeshua said, in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have tribulation. You will have tribulation. The government will oppress you in this world. People are going to hate you in this world. They're going to hate you because you're Jewish. They're going to hate you because you're black. They hate you because you're white. They hate you because you weigh a certain amount. They hate you because your kids are doing better than them in school. Woo! Hallelujah. They hate you because your house is a little nicer. They hate you because your lawn is a little, well, manicured better. <laughs> they hate you because you grew up with a little birthmark on your cheek that you don't really like and somebody else doesn't have it. They're going to hate you for a lot of reasons. In fact, he said, they're going to hate you because they hated me first. But fear not, for I have overcome the world. So for me, when it comes to choosing Yeshua over Barabbas, for me, when it comes to hatred 
me. And I ain't talking about hatred at you. Because when something comes after you, may I have the chutzpah, as they say, to dropkick. Okay? Right? It's the self-preservation that Adonai wants to heal us from. Okay? It's different when oppression comes to somebody else. But I'll tell you, when oppression comes to somebody else, 99 out of 100 Yeshua's are going to converge on the victim. But there is one Yeshua that even converges on the perp. That's right. On the perpetrator. And says, you are enslaved. But who the Son sets free is free indeed. And that is a blessing. Hallelujah! Thank God! Even if that ain't me. Thank God. Thank God. So how do I deal with Rome? How do I deal with Greece? How do I deal with Egypt and the reality of this and what's coming to this world? Yeah. I need to be set free yeah. from my, this upbringing and everybody hates me, okay? And the way I do it is to associate myself with things that would otherwise offend me, okay? I will put a swastika on this screen and preach in front of it because any amount of offense within me needs to die any amount of offense needs to die I encountered it when I first came into Messianic Judaism when um, I learned such beautiful things like Yeshua is Jewish, he's a Jewish Messiah, and all these things that really helped me come to accept the Lord ultimately. But then ultimately I found this offense um, and a reaction to the offense. And let me explain. Saw this a lot, attended a congregation before Mishkan David for a lot of years, an elder there. This is what I experienced. Take down those crosses from where we worship because that offends Jews. In fact, in the bylaws, you know, on the website of the congregation I came from, and I bless them, um, is that Christian symbols were used for symbols of persecution for our people. So that's why we don't use them. So there were people that wouldn't come. We had to meet in a church like this at Beth Zion in New Jersey, and they still meet in the church. And the crosses get covered with a banner. And there are people that won't come there until they have their own building. I can't come to a church. I can't come to a church. If you can't come to a church, here's my advice. Go to church. Don't come to a Messianic synagogue. Go to a church. Put crosses in your bedroom. All over the wall. Wallpaper your walls with crosses. Until this spirit of offense is gone. Until you can kind of joke about it. And you're not offended by these things. And the slaves can really be set free on Passover. So, how Adonai speaks to me is to not run away from what offends me. I see it in the body of Messiah all the time. I see people that really get ticked off about churches. People, because, you know, they're in church and the church doesn't understand Jewish roots and Hebrew things, and all of a sudden they get really ticked off. Yeah. Why, doesn't they, why are they keeping Passover? 
Why are they keeping on Sunday? Don't they know that Sunday is the day of Illibidin? I get it. I get it. I get it. But Adonai is saying, you're slaves to sin, but fear not, for who the sun sets free is free indeed. Stick it out until the spirit of offense doesn't have a root in you anymore. And this is what I need to do when it comes to the reality of anti-Semitism in the world. So, do we choose Yeshua, who fights powers and principalities, or do we choose Barabbas, who fights the power? May we all choose Yeshua, and may he manifest in us uniquely, however that may be. And let me also say, as I'm saying that, it, you know, it's okay, you know, hang out with anti-Semites, go march in their parades. Just to let you know that one of the mandates of Mishkan David is to help Jewish people escape. Because there is trouble coming to the world, and there is trouble coming to America, and it may be very, very soon. Yes. Yes. So as much as I say that need to be set free from the offense of these things. Know that this congregation stands ready to help also. It's actually one of our main, main objectives as a congregation. We have somebody that we all know who's a few miles away, ready to receive, who was, needs to go. So that is a part of this congregation. It's a part of our mandate. Right? So don't think that, okay, we gotta just hang out with the anti-Semites. If that thing becomes real, when the hatred in this world becomes so real and so oppressive, and the government becomes so oppressive, may we be, may, may we be ready to act. Yeah. Yes. yeah, because it's part of our calling to act. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Yeshua over Barabbas.